podcast is brought to you by the Wharton Global Youth Program. Hello, and welcome to Future of the Business World, a podcast that features young entrepreneurs sharing their successes, challenges, and unique perspectives. I'm Diana Drake with the Wharton Global Youth Program at the Wharton School, University of Pennsylvania. At Wharton Global Youth, we work with lots of high school students through our summer programs, competitions, and online business journal. Honestly, they inspire us. Time and again, they tell us their stories of innovation and entrepreneurship, and they pitch their ideas with endless passion and creativity. So we decided to bring some of those stories to you. Today, I'd like to welcome Sanjana Yedula to Future of the Business World. It's great to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Thank you for having me. Sanjana is a high school senior from New Jersey in the US. About a year ago, she launched a product called PolyPro, a Google Chrome extension that helps people explore politics and better understand current events. As we navigate an energized election season in the US, I think it's a great time to discuss this topic. Sanjana, can you tell us more about PolyPro? How does it work exactly? Of course. So like you said, PolyPro is a Google Chrome extension that I developed with some friends. We noticed that a lot of teenagers our age aren't aware of what's happening in our country and not very engaged with our political discourse. When we began to ask around, we kind of noticed that it came down to two main factors. People weren't willing to put in as much time to read news articles, and when they began to do so, oftentimes it got really confusing. So the goal of PolyPro is to ease these two obstacles without having people stray from their typical news sources. All you have to do is go to the Google Chrome store, download the PolyPro extension, and after that, you're good to go. If you're on any article on the web, you can highlight an unknown figure or political term and click the PolyPro icon in the corner of your browser. After that, a pop-up will come up right next to your article that provides further background on whatever you're reading. So for instance, if you're reading about our current election and you wanna know more about Senator Kamala Harris, you can highlight her name and a picture of her with different icons that indicate her policies will pop up. So you can hover over her picture to learn more about her or her different policies to get condensed information on who exactly she is and what she stands for. This information really cuts down the time it takes to read an article because you don't have to go to another tab to learn more. And we're really committed to not delivering biased information. So all the information on the PolyPro database comes from unbiased sources. We're also aware of the potential dangers that condensed news poses. So we really stress to our users that PolyPro is meant to enhance your experience while reading the news and not replace it. Fascinating. Can you help me understand a little bit how you built it? I mean, I'm just curious what goes in on the back end of something like this. Yeah, so it definitely took a lot to build it. Um, I can't say single-handedly that I did it, but it took a lot of help from different people on the team. And I feel like when you're developing these kinds of extensions, you wanna learn along the way. I can't say I'm an expert coder, but the fun really came from figuring out things as I went along. And it took months and months, but after the final product was out there, it was so worth it. Really interesting. You kind of touched on this. So you said that fake news really motivated you to act entrepreneurially. Can you help us understand how do you describe fake news, first of all, and really how that has influenced your innovative spirit around civic engagement? I see fake news as information that is not factual or credible. 
And it really attempts to lure readers in, especially young readers with flashy headlines and misleading images. And a lot of news sources, as we've seen, have gotten very good at this. And it's not something that's going to be going away anytime soon. And unfortunately, that's just how the media works these days. But for a lot of young people, sometimes the line between what's credible and what's not becomes blurred. And it's really easy to fall into those traps. Everyone's been there at some point. But with credible news sources, they usually have more heavy material that takes a good amount of time to digest. And in doing my research, I've learned that there isn't much out there that can flag fake news. So our goal quickly became to create something that would give credible news sources the similar appeal that fake news sources have, such as convenience and time efficiency. And how do you define a credible news source? Can you give me some examples? Something such as the New York Times, CNN, the Washington Post, although these news sources do have some political bias, they are delivering you the right information. So if you're looking for something maybe that's not um, as partisan in our countries, you could go to international news sources such as BBC. And, and that brings up a good question. Is this primarily a US-based tool or does it actually work globally? As of now, PolyPro is US-based, but because we're available on the Google Chrome store, it does work globally. We have downloads in other countries such as India and Kenya, but our content is really based on American politics. Our next step is to figure out what other countries we can build a strong customer base in. And although our mission was originally focused on America, as we've spoken to mentors and experts in the field, we're really understanding how this extension can make a global impact as well. That sounds very exciting. I'd love to learn more about that. But, but first I wanna kind of zoom out from PolyPro for a minute and look at the bigger picture. Um, generation Z, which you're a part of, is the most diverse and digitally connected generation in the US. You guys were born after 1996, so you've endured a serious recession, a pandemic, climate crisis, mass shootings, global unrest, police violence. I mean, the list goes on and on, and that's really heavy stuff. I read somewhere that some 24 million members of Generation Z will be eligible to vote this November. How has your generation's diversity, as well as all that it has experienced, helped to shape its political views? Yeah, everything you're saying is very true. I feel like every generation has their fair share of catastrophes to live through. But I feel like what really distinguishes Generation Z is the way that we harness technology to talk about these issues. There are countless resources and platforms available at our fingertips for us to talk to people who have different backgrounds and political views. We really use our diversity as an asset to learn from each other and grow as individuals. Although there can definitely be downsides, having that table open for discussion has really allowed me to step out of my bubble and learn about the world as other people see it. So you engage politically with your peers all the time. I, I think there's a website that's also uh, aligned with PolyPro. What issues are on the minds of Generation Z and on their hearts? Um, and I'd love to know what you identify as the most serious political issue for the future. So when I talk about the future of our country with my peers, what really riles up people, especially lately, has been race issues. And we're happy to see how many people have really come together through that. When we started hearing about George Floyd and what's happening in different areas of the country, despite the pandemic, many people were still willing to go out to protest. And I think that speaks volumes to how our generation is going to react to bigger issues and how we can really take action on change. Because when you have people who are 
as young as we are and as old as it gets, fighting for the same issue together, that's how change comes about. And that's what I would really identify as the biggest issue for our future. But with the way people are reacting to it, there's also a lot of hope going forward. Do young voters feel the system is broken? Maybe that kind of fuels their apathy around civic engagement? Yeah, I would definitely say people feel the system is broken. A lot of my peers who are at that age to vote or can register don't necessarily do so because they feel that their vote doesn't matter, especially in the election where there are a large portion of voters using mail-in ballots. A lot of young voters are really expressing concerns about corruption. I would say the biggest factor that fuels apathy comes from the way politics are dramatized in the media. People know more about our leaders' public scandal than actual policies, and that's really, really frightening. For example, if you take the recent presidential debate, a lot of people were tuning in to watch the way the two candidates would bicker instead of actually focusing on the meat of the policies. And this attitude towards politics really deters people from being actively engaged. How do you change that? <laughs> Through something like PolyPro? I mean, is it really awareness? I feel like it comes down to how you want to live your future. Do you want your kids, your grandkids to grow up in a world where politics is essentially seen as like a reality TV show, or do you want them to live in a safe democracy? So when you think about the future, I think that's when people start to mature and really understand why these issues are important, why it's important to take politics seriously. And it comes from the bottom up. I really believe that. Can you share some analytics on PolyPro's use? Are youth actually using it? And in general, do you feel your classmates and peers are becoming more energized around political issues? Definitely. So, so far since the launch, we have upwards 300 downloads and the daily active users really range from day to day. We noticed that during like more politically active times, such as like when the debates are getting closer, there's more active daily users. But when I introduce the products to my friends and teachers, they all get very, very excited about it. And they tell me how helpful it is and how much they're learning. It's really heartwarming to hear stuff like that. And it motivates us to really think bigger. Currently, we're working with some schools to get PolyPro installed on school administered devices, but this process has been slowed down with COVID-19 impacting schools. Yeah, I love to hear about you kind of talking with your classmates and, and your educators and, and all the people to raise awareness about the issues, but also just about your product. Um, can you share maybe a story that illustrates this entrepreneurial journey for you? Just maybe a moment when you were like, yeah, I'm so glad we did this, or, you know, or, you know, I'm, I'm really feeling as though I'm making a difference in the world. Yeah, definitely. So when my team and I really decided that we wanted to take this to the next level, we entered an entrepreneurship contest that would bring us funding and also access to a lot of mentors. And when we were there and we were talking to these big CEOs in Philadelphia, we really noticed that even adults were getting really excited about this. We thought that we'd really be targeting younger a younger audience, but when we had adults here who are professionals in the real world saying, hey, I could benefit from something like this. I really think that this is helpful. It made our idea seem more real and more practical. And at that point, that was a really huge turning point for us because we're like, yes, this is something that we have to stick with. And it's something that we should keep developing because it's really making a difference in people's lives. Cool. That's very validating. What, what's been your biggest stumbling point? Developing for sure. There has been nights where I'm just up trying to make one little feature work and 
I'll mess up the entire thing and have to go back and start from the beginning. But when you're done with it and you make that one little feature work, even if people notice it or not, it's such a fulfilling feeling and it just makes you want to keep learning more. Will you be voting in the U.S. election this November? Unfortunately, I will not be because I'm 17. I missed the cut by about five months, but I am currently registered to vote. So the next opportunity I have, I definitely will. What lasting thoughts would you like to share with high school students about the importance of civic engagement? I would say that we're all really in it for the same goal. And regardless if you think your vote matters or it doesn't, there's so many different ways to get engaged, whether that's through political campaigns or getting involved in your community. Voting is just one way, but knowing what's happening in our nation and understanding the root of these problems is how they get solved. So even if you feel as though maybe your one voice doesn't matter, our voice in numbers is what's gonna make a difference in the long run. Great, all right, let's move on to a little bit of a fun part. One question I like to ask all of the entrepreneurs we interview on Future of the Business World is, If you could change one thing in the world, what would it be? That's definitely a really difficult one, but I would say in a very ideal world, I would ensure that everyone has access to basic needs, regardless if it's developed or developing countries, when people no longer have to worry about healthcare or getting access to basic needs and having food on the table, it opens up new doors and creates that chain reaction of progress and as a global society the less people have to worry about basic survival, the more we can focus on these bigger issues. And let's wrap up with our lightning round. Answer these questions as quickly as you can. What rally would you most like to attend? Women's rights, I'm a huge advocate. Business related issue you would most like to see on the ballot? Data protection, it's been very controversial lately with TikTok and Facebook. One product or service that just makes you smile? Probably those long distance lamps that you can touch to let someone know that you're thinking of them. A technology innovation that blows your mind. Undoubtedly the versatility of artificial intelligence. And what business person would you most like to invite to lunch and why? Donald Bren, because I'm fascinated by his real estate empire and I would love to learn about how he got started and any advice he has. Excellent. Sanjana, thanks so much for sharing your story with us on Future of the Business World. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. Discover more opportunities for high school students and educators at globalyouth.wharton.upenn.edu.